Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Sarah Hume, who's one of our team members here at Teach for the Heart. And we're going to be talking today about our deeper mission as educators. You know, obviously, we know we have responsibilities to teach math or English or history or whatever it is that you're teaching, but that's probably not the reason why you became a teacher, right? There's deeper meaning here, um, both on a personal level and also on a spiritual level. And I'm so excited to talk about that with Sarah today. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Linda. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. And you've been on our podcast before. So, but just real quickly, for those of you that don't know you, can you give us like a 30 second introduction of um, what you're currently teaching and um, who you are? Sure. Um, Currently, I am teaching Spanish and personal finance. And I, um, yeah, I teach at a small Christian school in Northwestern Pennsylvania. And I have, I just, I love sharing what I, you know, the knowledge that I have from the Lord with these students. So yeah, and I love Sarah. You bring so much passion and excitement to everything you do. And it's really amazing. And you are actually the one that brought up this topic to me. It's been something that's been on my heart for a while, but you said, man, I think this might be something we should talk about right now. And I said, yes, I totally agree. This idea that as teachers, we are not just teachers. We really are missionaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some people, when they hear that go, yes, that totally resonates with me. But some of you guys listening right now might say, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Sarah. Like, why would you say that teachers are missionaries? Well, uh, now I might look at it a little bit differently just because, I mean, when I was growing up, um, my, my heart was to be a missionary. (laughs) Um, I wanted to travel overseas and, and, um, work sharing the gospel with people overseas, but that wasn't necessarily, um, God's plan for me. And um, he wanted me here in the States sharing his message. And so I think the reason that it's so important, especially in this year, in this time, in this season, um, to really take a look at, at our teacher life as a missionary life is it gives us a deeper purpose in what we're doing. And I just, I love the fact that I'm here doing a really important job. You know, I'm, I'm teaching, teaching students Spanish and I'm teaching them personal finance and I'm teaching them about how they have these rich, fulfilling lives on an earthly level, but then I get to go deeper and I get to teach them so much more uh, about eternity. And it's not just about what is here on earth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I resonate with that so much. I always felt that when I taught, I I don't know if I use the word missionary as much. I use the word ministry more. I viewed teaching as my ministry. You know, this is where, and I think everyone has a, you know, a different word, a service, you know, whatever word that resonates with you. But yeah, it wasn't just about, you know, I'm, this is my job. It was also my avenue of service, uh, my avenue of, you know, impacting hearts and lives. Now, both of us um, taught or currently teach, you know, in a Christian school. So, you know, we had the privilege of being able to explicitly, you know, disciple or evangelize students. We're going to talk more about that. But I think before we get too far, I think we need to clarify 
seeing yourself as a missionary or as teaching as a ministry is not just though for Christian school teachers, right? Um, I really think it, it looks different in Christian school versus public school, but it's definitely important in both aspects. Do you have any thoughts on that? And then I'll share some of mine. Sure. Yeah. Actually, before I worked here at um, the Christian school that I'm in, I actually worked with a public school and the beautiful thing there was I worked with a program called release time and this was based, this was connected with a law um, that was passed in 1983 that allows educators um, or actually community members to um, share the gospel, the actual like blatant gospel with students in, um, in public education, which really is mind-blowing to most people. They don't even know that this exists, Um, but it was really amazing. I got to go in and lead almost like a Sunday school type thing for an hour um, a week with each grade. I would pull them out, and the, the caveat was that we were not allowed to be on the school property, Um, so we'd walk to a nearby church, and it was amazing. Um, so, but, but sometimes, you know, not every school has that program, so it can just be as simple as living out our life. You know, we forget that as followers of Christ are, you know, I, I just think about the fact that they, the scripture talks about how they're going to know we are Christians by our love. Mm-hmm. And you hear these stories of people who have been so impacted by teachers who have loved them so well. And when you're listening to these stories, you can just think, oh man, I know that that teacher was a follower of Christ because just the way they loved, you know, like when you hear people share stories like that, it just makes my heart so excited. And on the flip side, you hear stories of teachers who have really hurt people's hearts. And, and I know that in my, one of my goals as a teacher is to make sure that, you know, we make mistakes. Sometimes we're going to hurt a student, but to make sure that my example is one of asking for forgiveness and um, being a different kind of adult that, that admits when I'm wrong. And, and those things are going to stand out to our students. So just the way we live in a public school setting is going to be a huge, a huge example to our students. Um, it, it just amazes me how a Christian living out their faith looks so different in today's world. Yes, absolutely. Right. And, and I think even, I mean, we, it's not easy to live out faith, right? I mean, it looks so different than everything the world tells us, you know, the world says, I mean, we could go into so many things there, right? Look out for yourself, you know, stand up for yourself, um, you know, and and all and all these things and um, just really living out Christianity, loving people, caring more for them. For them. And it, you're right. It just looks so different. It really does stand out. And I think it opens doors, you know, and we might not know, we might not know when that door is open. Maybe, maybe we're just that first interaction with a Christian that they have and they, and they notice and God uses that later. You know, maybe they come up and ask us or, or you develop a deeper relationship or they come, they come talk to you after they graduate and you're able to, you, you don't know where that's going to lead. And I think that's the, we're going to talk more, but just the biggest, my biggest encouragement for public school educators and Christian school educators is just look for opportunities. There are yes. so many opportunities 
in both places. You know, that just because there are restrictions on teachers in public school doesn't mean God can't use you, doesn't mean you can never say anything. So um, we actually have a few episodes, episode 35 of our podcast um, talks a lot about how to legally share your faith in the public schools and what is illegal and what isn't. So I don't know if we're going to get into a lot of that here, um, but that would be an episode to go back and check out. And we have a training called um, Teach with Faith um, that talks, goes into a lot of that, you know, what is allowed, what isn't. So kind of getting yourself educated. But my point is, don't just write it off. There's a lot you can do in a public school. And then obviously in Christian schools, your your hands are not tied. And you can be a lot more bold in what you do. But in both cases, I think it's so important. The question is, do we even think about that aspect? Is that is that even something that we're, you know, that we're pursuing? Absolutely. And I think that the biggest thing is just being aware and being open to being used by the Lord. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the the education side. And I'm not saying that, that that's not important, because obviously that is a really important part of what we're doing day to day. I wouldn't be a Spanish teacher if I wasn't teaching my students to teach or to speak Spanish. (laughs) But we, we also need to be so aware that, um, we have a higher calling. I love this verse from Acts 2024, and this is Paul speaking here. Um, and, and honestly, this is probably my life verse over any verse ever. (laughs) Like, I just love it because it says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. And if we can keep that at the, the forefront of our minds with whatever we're doing, whether we're a teacher or a nurse or, um, you know, a dentist or pumping gas for somebody, whatever we're doing, if we can sit there and think, I have the opportunity to testify to God's grace as I'm doing this, it just changes the perspective of what we're doing. Yes. And that you're right. It's something that it's like a mindset shift. It, it's seeing ourselves. It's it's realizing that aspect and, you know, asking God to, to use it each day in our lives. I, I love that. I love that so much. Why, why do you think, Sarah, that it's important for us to view ourselves as missionaries in this way? What would you say to someone who like this idea is kind of new to them and they they maybe haven't thought much about it before? Well, I think that when it comes down to it, first of all, maybe that we, well, first, I think it's really important that we have a thorough understanding of truly what a missionary is. Like sometimes we think that missionaries are these, you know, people like Jim Elliott or, you know, people who go to the jungle and they go, go off never to be seen again. And they only talk about Jesus. And that's the only thing they ever do. (laughs) And, and that's truly not what missionaries do. And I love it because right now, uh, if you listen to what our world is desiring, I I just did a quick Google search just to even see what Google, you know, which is not a Christ-centered organization, what they said a missionary is. And Google said that a missionary is a member of a religious organization or group that's sent into an area to promote their faith 
or perform ministries of service. And this is where it gets really good, such as education, literacy, social justice, healthcare, and economic development. Mm. And I love the fact that most missionaries, like my, I have two dear friends that just moved to the Dominican um, with mission, with a mission organization, but they're there working on economic development and healthcare. They're helping um, women have babies safely and, and in a healthy way. And they are making sure that people um, that, that come to the Dominican from Haiti are not being mistreated. They're working on those, those things that were just mentioned. And I love it because how much of that do we do in education, right? Obviously we're doing education and literacy, but we're working all the time on trying to make sure that our kids from lower income areas are getting just as great of education as those who are from higher income areas. We're trying to make sure that, um, you know, that our kids are getting health screenings and that they're having the same opportunities with scholarships. And we're trying to do the same things that missionaries are doing all around the world. And so if we can understand that, it really does give us a more power when we walk into our school. And, and if we look at our job as not only an educator, but a missionary for God, I have you ever seen the meme where this little tiny kitten is looking into the mirror, but he sees the reflection of himself as a lion? <laughs> yeah. That's what I envision. Like some days, I mean, we all know it. There are days where it just feels really hard to walk back into the school. But if you can look at yourself with a purpose that God has called you to, you can go from that tiny kitten to that lion and a half of a second, just remembering who you are because of who you belong to. And I love that, like, because I belong to Christ and because I have a high calling in him and I have a really important job to do, I get up every morning ready to go. <laughs> and it just gets me so excited. Yes. I mean, I think that's such an important key. I was actually just thinking about this morning. Um, someone posted something that, you know, helped me re just remember this truth that, you know, when we, we, it's so easy to get discouraged in our work for so many reasons. And especially this year, it's just so much, so much that makes it difficult. But when we step back and remember like, God, this is what God has called me to, you know, and, and, and there's, there's, we've talked before, there's value in any work, you know, because that's what God has called you to, but that added aspect that like, no, like, wow, like I'm doing I'm doing really important work here. I'm doing the work of a missionary. I really, I totally agree with you, Sarah. It really can give us that extra oomph we need, you know, to get up and, and put one foot in front of the other and to go into that, into that day. And I mean, really, I, I mean, when you think about it, no, no matter what country you teach in, most of us, you know, me and you are in America, whatever, whatever country you teach in, you know, we send missionaries, you know, across the world from country to country to reach other people, but there's so much need right here, wherever you mm -hmm. are, right here. So much need. There absolutely is. And, and I just love the fact that, um, on those hard days, I, I just lean into scripture so much on those hard days. And, um, you know, Colossians three twenty three is, is often a verse. Like, I mean, I'm just going to say it like a lot of times in 
in a Christian school, like we'll quote that to our students, like to motivate yeah. them to get their homework done or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I just heard uh, Louis Giglio. Um, I, I was listening to his podcast this morning and he was talking about how work, it was work didn't show up after we sinned. Like work was yes. here even beforehand. And it's because God put it, put in us this need to create because we're created in the likeness of God. And, um, and so when I read that verse after hearing him talk about that, it's whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as if you're working for the Lord and not for human masters. So this isn't a punishment. You know, this is part of how God created you. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it's the Lord Christ you're serving. And I just love that. Um, you know, work in itself is not a punishment, <laughs> even right. though there are days where you wonder, <laughs> but, but truly it's a gift. And then when we get to go and serve the Lord and, you know, even though we get to serve people as well, they're not the real people we're serving. We are actually serving God. And then that hope of an inheritance as a reward like maybe there's somebody listening that just needs to know that there is an inheritance as a reward coming. Cause I know there are days I need to hear that promise because some days are just tough, but if we can just keep our eyes focused on Christ and his promises and, and the fact that what we're doing truly does have an internal impact that really matters. Yes. And I think it's so important with us to realize that you notice this doesn't call God doesn't call us to like a certain result. He doesn't say work really hard and make sure you hit X goal, right? Make sure all your students pass or make sure, you know, everyone shows up for your zoom class. Like God says, work at it with all your heart as for me. Mm-hmm. And the results are in his hand. I mean, obviously we've talked about this at nauseum. This doesn't mean you don't try. You don't, you're not inventive. You're not creative. Like God has given us all those gifts. Um, we're called to do our best but the results are his. And I think sometimes we get discouraged. You know, you might, you might be discouraged hearing this, like, okay, I want to be a missionary. I'm trying to be a missionary, but I haven't, you know, I haven't seen a convert as it were, you know, I'm not, it doesn't seem like anything I'm doing is taking root. It feels like it's bouncing off, but, you know, thinking like, well, what would you say to an actual, like a, a foreign missionary in that situation? Would you say, oh, their work is all in vain? You'd be like, no, this is what God has called them to do. This is what they're doing. They're planting the seed. You know, God, God's working and they just don't see it, right? Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that, right? We, God is at work. We can't always see how. He just calls us to be faithful, to get up, to serve him each day. And we may or may not see the results, right? We might see it tomorrow. We might see it in two years. We might not see it till eternity, but it's his and it, and the results are in his hands. And we can just find joy, like you said, in just the fact that we are serving Christ in every moment. It's really Absolutely. powerful when you think about it. <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's just so exciting. Like, it is just so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> wow, Sarah, I know we could talk about this forever, uh, but what, what else? Any, any of the words of encouragement uh, that you kind of want to leave to people, um, teachers, as they're considering this? Yeah, you know, I just just kind of just kind of to wrap things up, um, I, you know, missionaries don't just walk into a culture and change everything up. Good missionaries don't. Right. You know, good missionaries go into a culture and they learn about 
the people that they're trying to serve. They learn about their way of life. They ask a lot of questions and they, they spend a lot of time listening. And so if you are really committed to serving your students and really connecting with them, I, I think I was just kind of trying to think of how to apply this to a classroom setting and give some teachers like a walk away application. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about a couple of different things that I've done that have provided a really strong connection between my students and I, and one of them is a little bit different, but um, there, and this might not be for everybody and that's okay. But one of the things I did my first year, I thought about, cause I teach a lot of high school students and a lot of high school students really love music. And so I thought, what better way to connect with them than to figure out what music they listen to? So I, what I did is instead of um, a typical exit ticket, I asked them to write two recommendations of a song, um, of songs on an index card. And the rules were that they were not allowed to have any like swears in them. (laughs) Um, No, and I was, I was very clear. I was like, this needs to be a song I could listen to in front of my children. And so now this is something I've done every year since I started. I have a Spotify playlist that reminds me of my students Hmm. and it's their style of music. And, um, you know, and once again, this might not be for everybody, but I have learned and connected so much with my students over that Spotify playlist. And I don't necessarily enjoy every song. <laughs> <laughs> they love to know that I've listened to their, their song. Favorite songs. Yeah. And, and we still connect over that. I, in fact, just this morning, um, one of my students was singing, um, Hey There Delilah, which was the song he had put on the playlist. And I sang it along with him. And he's like, you still know that song, Mrs. Humes. <laughs> and it was so funny. And um, it just was a real connection moment. And and I just think that that's so important to find a way to connect with them. And another thing I do, because so much of my class is in a foreign language, <laughs> um, is on Fridays, we have Chatty Fridays, where for 10 minutes at the end of class, we um, pick a question to answer in English so that we can dive a little bit deeper into getting to know each other. And just being real practical those ways has connected us in such fun ways. I've learned about famous people my students have met. I've learned about one of my students is an awesome speed cuber. He knows how to solve Rubik's cubes in record times. And I've just learned so many things about them that I'm fascinated about. And I would have never learned that had I not taken that attentional time to try to connect with them. How do you do that, Sarah? Do you have specific questions that you ask the whole class? Like, do they volunteer? Like, how does that actually, what does that actually look like? Yes. So we have one question that the entire class answers. And I usually take a volunteer to answer for the first, you know, someone to answer first. And then we work our way around and everyone has about a minute to answer. Um, Well, no, about 30 seconds, actually, because we want everyone to have a chance to answer. Um, so it goes pretty fast. That way we're not spending our entire Friday, not, you know, not in Spanish, right. <laughs> but um, it's fast. 
but we learn a lot about each other. So they have to write down their answer and be ready to answer um, so that we can learn a little bit about each other. That's really cool. And, you know, I just a quick adaption. I would think if you're like, man, I can't I can't take 10 minutes. I just I just don't have it. Um, we often have those couple minutes at the end of class. So you could have a question for the week and just kind of have a roster or, you know, then you just check off when each person answers it. So you could work your way through and, you know, two minutes of class over the course of the week if you don't feel like you can take that 10 minute chunk. So I love that idea. Just being intentional, asking questions um, and, mm-hmm. or whatever way makes sense for you. That's really yeah, absolutely. That's and really with cool. tech stuff, you could use something like Jamboard or, you know, there's all different kinds of ways that that teachers could work that in and have yes. a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that so much. Wow, Sarah, thank you so much for talking about this. Obviously, we could go we could go on and on. There's just so much here. But I just I hope that you guys listening feel encouraged and just have that just take some time maybe to meditate on this truth, to pray about this truth. You know, ask God, you know, hey, like I've never if you've never thought about this before, you know, pray about it. You know, God, mm-hmm. you know, am I a missionary? What does that look like? Do, does that change anything that I'm doing? Does it just change my mindset? Does it does it change how I approach certain aspects of my job or my interactions with my students? And and let the Holy Spirit guide you because ultimately, you know, he knows like he that's what he's that's why we have him. That's why God gave him to us because every situation is unique. And all of us are, you know, on a different journey uh, or a different stage of the journey. And um, it's so great to know that, that he's there with us every day. Thank you so much, Sarah. Would you mind um, closing us up in prayer before we sign off? I would love to do that. Thanks. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you and to serve others. God, if we are facing discouragement We pray that you will provide encouragement through your word and through your people. And God, I pray that we will focus on the truth that you have provided today, that we are called to serve you and that we have an inheritance as a reward waiting for us. God, help us to keep our hearts focused on what matters most, the calling that you've given us. God, thank you for loving us enough to let us be part of this amazing message you have for the world. We thank you so much that we are able to be educators and that we are able to love on the people around us the way you've called us to. Help us to do a wonderful job of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you, Linda. All right, guys, if you would like any of the notes from this episode, or in particular, we're going to link to a few resources that would help you guys out, especially if you're in a public school and you're wrestling with that question of, man, you know, what can I, how, you know, am I allowed to talk about faith at all? What's legal? What isn't? We'll link to some resources with the notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 161. So teachfortheheart.com slash 161. That's this episode's number. And then we'd also, before we go, love to invite you, if you are thinking, man, you know, I just need some spiritual self-care. You know, I I want to be stronger in my faith. I want to learn what that means to trust God. And I just, I feel like I could use some help in this regard. We'd love to invite you to join us in Teach Uplifted. It's a six-week program um, that dives into scripture and helps you learn, you know, how to banish stress and teach with the joy of the Lord. It'll deepen your relationship and trust in him. So you can get all the details at teachuplifted.com. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.